thinking of starting a podcast? Well, try Anchor. It's free, easy to use, and its creation tools allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or computer. It'll even take care of distribution for you with a single tap so you can be heard on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Also, Anchor is the only place you can publish video podcasts directly to Spotify. Man, you can even make money using Anchor in a couple of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. It's truly everything you need in one place to make a podcast. So make sure to go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. to another edition of the it's cavalier podcast as always it's your boy mac and that's right you guessed it today we're going to talk another Cavs seasonal spotlight and that is on the likes of one dg the pg that's right darius garland number 10 himself is having himself quite the season so let's go ahead and take a deep dive into it shall we in 23 appearances this season, Darius Garland is putting up 19.3 points per game. He's pulling down 2.9 rebounds, dishing out 7.3 assists, and shooting 46.6% from the field with a very good 39% from three-point range. I might add, that's a, that's a big deal for Garland, especially for a team that finished dead last in three-point shooting. And to take it a step further, over Garland's last six appearances, he's putting up 22.2, 4, and 8.5 <laughs> to go with a blistering 51.6% from the field and a scorching 54.3% from three-point range. The dude's also shooting 94.1% from the free throw line, which is a pretty big deal because Concerning the fact that a lot of people thought that Darius really did not look to invite contact when he does, he's converting on his attempts. And so that's that's the big thing. That's why a lot of guys who end up getting fouled, uh, you know, you you had your heirs, you're doing your hack of shacks, your hack of the whites, things of that nature. The guys like that who continuously leave points at the free throw line and are honestly purposefully fouled a lot of the time just because of their percentages. Then you have the the other side of that token. You have guards who can hit upwards of 90 plus percent from the free throw line, making the defense pay. So it's just anytime you're able to get to the free throw line, get an additional point on the board is just, it's great to see. So 94.1% from the free throw line. I'm very, I'm very much enjoying that from, from DG, especially over these last six games or so. And so while we're, we're looking at this, you know, the stats in general speak for themselves, but just the eye test, just to see what this guy means to his team on a night to night basis. I honestly think they would be lost without him in a lot of regards. Now, we've gotten to see the team operate without the likes of Darius Garland, at least in a very, very very small sample size this season. In two games he missed earlier, Uh, I think I want to say the the second to third game of the season. Don't quote me on that. I might be wrong, but I know he's missed two games this season and the offense didn't exactly hum without him. So with him, Conversely, on the court, this team is just they, they play such a unique brand of basketball. They love running the pick and roll, especially the high pick and roll. Uh, Darius is usually the initiator of that. Uh, 
But it's just been very, very interesting to see the development of this guy, especially without Colin being on the court. And so just to swing back to the statistical side of things, in 14 games without Colin Sexton, Darius Garland is taking three more shots a game, two of those coming from beyond the arc. Uh, he is he has managed to increase his points per game from a pretty decent 15.4 per game with Colin to 21.7 without him. So you can see clear as day in that stat line that Darius is, in fact, uh, operating as the number one option. And he's chosen to take on more of a scoring load. And I think the best thing that DG has done is really kind of mesh the two play styles. So a lot of people truly got on Colin Sexton about not being a good enough playmaker. And I don't feel that way. I feel like Colin got a raw deal, especially, you know, his first few seasons in the league, not having a lot of talent around him, not having a lot of people do pass the ball to you, let's be honest. And so coming into this season, you know, when you have uh, a guy like Darius Garland, who's developed a little bit more, you have an exceptional rookie in Evan Mobley, who who was probably going to be a, a key uh, player in regards to getting Sexton more assists and, you know, having him feel better as an initiator and as a playmaker. You have Jared Allen, who's a consistent lob threat, a guy that, you know, Darius and Rubio continuously throw um, lobs to and get easy assists off of those. So I do feel for Colin in that regard. But just in the games that DG has played without Sexton, I feel like he's taken that next step. And that's why I'm enjoying the 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 meshing of the play styles. The, the the playmaking and the basket, you know, whatever you want to call it, the bucket getting. The guy has been able to kind of mesh both of those. And it's been very interesting to see his development play out. And that's why you get a lot of people talking about, oh, well, the, the Cavaliers offense is better without Colin Sexton. They should just move on right now. I don't believe that. I think that's rubbish. <laughs> Honestly, I think that this team, you can, it's clear as day in certain games in which, you know what, we need a bucket. We need somebody to go out there and put some pressure on the defense, somebody that the defense really can't stop. And Colin Sexton for, you know, he was that guy for, for the bulk of his time here in Cleveland. And I really, I'm really hoping that that time hasn't run its course. We, I'm hoping we haven't seen the last of Colin Sexton in Cleveland but even I can't deny that this offense has been able to function without him. But that does not mean for one second that they couldn't utilize him, whether that be in a starting or reserve role. Uh, like I said, I would be naive to think myself that this team can't at least get by or figure out ways to win without him because they have. And, uh, you know, it's clear as day. It, it really is. I can't really comment on that especially with the on-court product, the returns, they speak volumes for themselves. Darius Garland has been given the full keys to the offense. Uh, and as a result of that, we've seen uh, an uptick in, in many areas in regards to his statistical outputs, especially his usage rate. Uh, he had in, in the nine games, I believe, with Sexton on the court this season, his usage rate was a little bit north of 20 at 21.9. Uh, it's up to 28.8 without him. So we, we know who is going to have the ball in their hands, especially in crunch time. They're giving it not to Rubio, not to Sexton, obviously. They're giving it to Darius Garland, and they're hoping that Darius makes the best play. 
you're going to have nights in which you give the ball to Darius and he's going to miss, as was the case in uh, a recent game against each all jazz. This is prior to their most recent game against the Bucks. But you're going to have games like that in which Darius is not going to be able to come up with it. And that is perfectly fine. It's key to the development of a younger player, really any player in general, and learning, you know, how to function uh, in, in crunch time and what, what the best play is, what the best shot to take is on that last shot of the game, things of that nature. And sometimes things are still not going to go your way. It just it works like that in the NBA. You're not going to go 82 and 0. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. Doesn't matter how hard you play. Sometimes you can you can score 56 points in a game and lose. You can score 70 plus in a game and lose. It just doesn't matter. Sometimes on any given night, you can lose. It happens. And so the key thing from the key takeaway from that is just to move on. You know, and especially when the the schedule makers have done the Cavs no real favors, sometimes you just got to, you know, you got to keep it pushing and you got to give it your all. And the Cavaliers have been doing that so far this season. And Darius Garland has been a very vital part of the 13 games that they've managed to win this season. So, I mean, I, I don't know what else there is to say in that regard. So let's go ahead and watch some Darius Garland highlights, shall we? And so, you know, when you're looking at this, you're, you're looking at Darius Garland being able to go out there and set his teammates up for the best thing. You see a flush by Jared Allen there. Another one. I mean, the, the guy has been able to just get everybody involved. It's uncanny. His ability to run that high pick and roll out there is very key to a lot of aspects of the Cavaliers offense, whether that be the, the floater that you just saw in the highlight a few moments ago, whether that be the, <laughs> the bank shot floater. They, I mean, there's just there's so many different faucets to that high pick and roll that you can you know, you can do a lot of different things with that. You continuously see, see, uh, be seeing lobs being thrown at the rim, whether that be by the likes of Jared Allen or Evan Mobley. And you got a scoop shot there. Look at that. That, I mean, that is beautiful stuff. That is beautiful offense. I, I I'm just astounded each time I see this guy, uh, facilitate I, i'm really anytime he has the ball in his hand you just know something good can come out of it you get a nice three-pointer there from isaac okoro off uh, uh off a darius feed you get the pick and roll right there uh that that uh from kevin love that generates a lob to to jared allen right there you get some contact on a dg take to the rim and you get that in, in transition right here. Yet another Darius Garland layup where he can fake the defense out for a lob, which he does that a lot of the time. That's a big part of his game. <laughs> Damn near logo three right there. I mean, there's just there are so many different areas of this guy's game that he's improving in. You got the dish out there to market it. Beautiful. Uh, I just I, I'm looking at these highlights and I'm just thinking to myself, well, man, this guy is only 21 years old. That to me, that just, that speaks volumes just upon how he has been able to grow and how much further he can grow 
only 21 years old and he's out there playing like Steve Nash dishing the ball a lot of the time. I mean, look at that. He's, he, he can change his pace, change his direction anytime he wants uh, to pull up for a layup. He's, he's tossing no look passes out here. Went to Evan Mobley right there. Pretty much. You got him working off a screen right there for a nice three. <laughs> just man. It's just beautiful basketball. And, and, and as you're watching this, you know, I'm just going to continue to just sing praises of Darius Garland, send them his way. I mean, it's just, it's awesome. Look at that dish to marketing. I don't, I don't know if anybody on this roster, not even Ricky Rubio is capable sometimes of taking these sorts of angles. And even one, even when Ricky does it, it's just the ability to go out there and, you know, score, off of those pick and roll capabilities. I, we've seen Ricky do that, but I would take my chances with Darius Garland over just about anybody on this Cavs roster to run it with that level of efficiency. And I mean, you have him being able to just, you know, to go out there and, and make plays and get his teammates involved. You got, you know, a couple of nice free throw line uh, makes here. You got him running. Look at this, the setup, the setup. It's awesome. You have him running high pick and roll with Kevin Love, dishing out there. Uh, look how long this play is extending, too. He's just cutting around out there. And I've been on Darius Garland about not being the most athletic guy. And like I said in the last episode, man, I, I really have got to give Darius Garland his props in that regard because it, it, he's continuing to prove me wrong in that regard. Athletic, athleticism continues to show in in different ways and once you're able to get it done in that regard i mean you don't need jams at the rim all the time you don't need those high you know the the highly athletic four 48 inch vertical type plays out there you just don't need that all the time especially when you can get it done in this regard and so i've been loving what I've been seeing from him in, in just about every single aspect, even the defense. I mean, we've seen some defensive highlights throughout this reel. It's just the dude can is really showcasing his ability to improve. I mean, he's, he's becoming a sharp shooting wing, uh, a sharp shooting guard out there. You're seeing that. Uh, look at, I mean, look at these plays in transition, even against Miami. When things kind of go off the rails, he's able to go out there, really offense back in and put up a decent shot. Look at the lobs. It's it's just so much that he's able to do on a night to night basis. It's just it's it's just very encouraging for the team moving forward. And so, you know, with that being said, I mean, you you look at this core of guys, you know, Garland's just 21. They're they're able to continue to grow at their own pace. They're able to go within the current timeline. Ah, man, it's it's just been awesome to see. And I know I keep saying that. It's just I, I just don't know what else to say in that regard. I mean, you just look at the things that he's able to do. And so it's this line of thought that has me thinking that there's a an all-star season. We're watching an all-star season develop right before our very eyes. And I mean, there really truly is an argument to be made that he should be an all-star. And, you know, having the midseason festivities being held in Cleveland, that could definitely help this case. I think Jared Allen honestly has a better shot of making it this season uh, just because of the positions that the two play. Uh, but I will say not having Kyrie Irving 
uh, who's Darius can, can often mirror, you know, his game that Darius often mirrors at certain points uh, definitely helps ditto for Ben Simmons, not being involved. I think that definitely helps Darius's case on being able to make it even, you know, whether that be as a starter or reserve, probably more than likely reserve, but and not having those two guys playing this season definitely helps his odds. So we'll have to continue to monitor that. And, you know, I'll be right on. And as soon as they release those first results uh, for the voting ballot <laughs> and, and obviously of course, winning can definitely play a major factor on whether or not this team uh, will be able to send one of those two guys to the all-star team. And I, I mean, I honestly, I seriously cannot wait until that first ballot comes out. Cause I just want to see like, has Cleveland played its part in getting one of its uh, one of its own into the midseason classic that is being held in Cleveland? I mean, that's a that's a big deal. It's just to me, you're just seeing just progress being made on a night to night basis. And when you got, you know, two time MVP Steph Curry out here praising you thinking you're going to be a flat out star. I mean, <laughs> that's a good sign. I mean, he's off to a very good start this season. And honestly, if his play continues at this rate, I think there is no reason, none whatsoever, that the Cavs can't make their first postseason appearance without LeBron James since the 1997-98 season. You want to hear something funny about that? Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Isaac Okoro, Evan Mobley, and a few others weren't even born the last time the Cavs made the playoffs without having one LeBron James on the roster. If they continue their recent play led by this man and <laughs> the always reliable Jared Allen at this point, who knows? They could end that postseason drought, and I'm really looking forward to it. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and close out today's episode. Like I always tell you, if you'd like to reach out to me, you can at it's Cavalier underscore pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Have a good one.